Shut up, Jackson. What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode 34 of the We Like the Pain podcast, a show about uh, back to the bottom, two of the worst teams in the NFL. I'm going to say it. We can we can we can talk about our feelings later. Uh, but those two teams are the Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars. Sam, how you doing? Oh, I guess I should introduce myself. My name is Oscar Barkus, one of your hosts. And I'm your other host, Sam McFadden. Uh, heck of an intro. Uh, and yes, two of the worst teams in the league. Uh, we'll get into it and once we get talking about the Jaguars and the Texans. But I have, I have some thoughts on, uh, on what we've seen recently uh, from the Jaguars specifically. But it can't bring down my mood. I'm doing good. I'm here with my good buddy, Oscar Barkus, talking football. So how could I be upset? Yeah, can't be too upset. Just uh, that's what Sundays are for. Yeah. Um, let's hop right into the quick questions, though. Um, yeah, what do you got for oh, me? Oh, okay, I'll kick it off. My, first, my question is, the NBA season just started, right? And the Spurs are bad. Yeah. So who is your team for this season? And the Mavericks are not allowed. They're uh, not a part you live in Dallas, the Mavericks, we're all fans of the Mavericks. Go, go Mavericks, whatever. Other teams. Who are we looking out for? Make it so explain. I said it preseason uh, when we were for doing one of our first NBA mentions. I love the Cavs, man. You have talked up your Cavies. Um, they're definitely interesting. I watched a lot of that game. They came down to the wire, them, them versus the Raptors. Um, still super weird and kind of gross seeing Donovan Mitchell in a Cavs jersey. Yeah, that'll take a little bit to get used to, but honestly, better than Utah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the Cavs might be worse than people think they're going to be this season. I'm not okay. them as a, in general, but I think they might be worse than people then. Anyway, uh, my team for the season outside of the Spurs is probably the New Orleans Pelicans. A lot of Ooh, fun. I like Zion's it. back. Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum. Just you know, Grand Theft Auto. They're a fun team. Super fun. They looked really good against beating up on the Nets uh, last night. They killed them. And I think, you know. I think they're dangerous. I don't think anyone wants to play those guys right now. So um, that's who I'll be watching this season. So more along that, this is not my quick question, but since we're already talking about NBA, you said on our last episode that you would be picking 10 over-unders to get you invested in the NBA. Give us like your favorite three. Um, Okay. Okay. I can do that. uh, If this will load. Um, my favorite bet is probably the Pelicans. I took the over on the Pelicans. Um, I believe that line was somewhere in the range of like 44 and a half. I took the over on that. Uh, love that one. Um, what's another one? Uh, I loved the Timberwolves over. They were at 48 and a half. I think they're going to be super good. Rudy Gobert, you can say what you want about him, but the guy wins regular season games. He's a winner in the regular season, that's, that's for sure. Um, 
I took the Lakers under, under 46 and a half. I like that. that. I like that, Love especially that. after what I saw last night. And then the other, the, the last two I'll mention is I took the Raptors over 46 and a half. They looked really good against the Cavs. And I took perhaps one of my, like the biggest underdog that I took over was the Orlando Magic over 26 and a half. And they lost last night. But looked good as hell. Palo looked electric. Yeah. And they look pretty good. So, you know, there's just a couple of tidbits. Um, and maybe I'll keep you guys a little updated later at the end of the season on how that's going. But so far, so good. There were a bunch of games last night, yeah. and I watched at least a part of almost every game. Yeah, I watched uh, all but garbage time in the Spurs game. Uh, I'm now writing about the Spurs, so I feel like I've got to watch more. Uh, and I'm excited to watch the young guys, even though we're playing maybe the worst basketball in the league. Uh, I watched the ending of the Grizzlies-Knicks game, which was super exciting. Uh, watched the ending, like the final two shots of the Cavs-Raptors game, which was also close. A lot of close games. Um, oh, yeah. Really, really fun. Really glad basketball is back. Um, <clears throat> since we've pretty much talked about all the – basketball that we need to get to. I had that as like something else we can cover. Uh, I mentioned my writing quick plug again. I'm writing for air Alamo. Um, I am up to like 15 or so articles with them and uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So they're pretty dang good too. You should definitely go check it out. Support, uh, support this podcast, support us. It's wonderful. Support your boy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Oscar, you got a quick question for me? Yes. NFL centric because spoiler alert, we have decided to cut NFL news. Most people listening to this, I mean, we record so late in the week sometimes that like the news is already out there. You probably are well-informed enough yourself, but breaking news today, Elijah Moore has stepped away from the jets and it has requested a trade Wow, I did not Really? Okay, yeah, so exciting second-year wow. receiver. He was a second-rounder last year and was a he was really super good. good as a rookie, even with all the quarterback turmoil. Remove the Jags, Texans, Cowboys. Who is your favorite destination for them? For him? Um, I mean, off the top of my head, Ravens. I was going to say the Baltimore Ravens is my favorite. Um, or Packers. Um, I mean, those are the two teams I think of first when I think of wide receiver needy. Uh, and, I mean, if you can throw like a third or fourth rounder. I, I don't even – he has stepped away from the team, so I don't know what the compensation is going to be like. I, I would say it's not going to be more than a fourth rounder. Yeah, so I would throw a fourth rounder for a guy like that. He was on a rookie contract. He looked really good. He's got a lot of talent, obviously. And for some reason this season, he just hasn't been utilized so much. Maybe it's because Garrett Wilson or who knows. But um, the, the Ravens, I would love to see get Lamar some more weapons outside of Rashad Bateman uh, on that wide receiver core. 
because I mean, they just signed Deshaun Jackson, and that's not gonna, that's a non. Wait, I thought he signed with the Raiders. Did he sign with the Raiders? Ravens, yeah. Okay. Non. Yeah, he's thirty-five. Non. So, he yeah. might have one good game, but he's not. He'll really. he'll have a game where he has a sixty-yard touchdown. I'm I'm saying that right now. Uh, but that's um, it. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see the Ravens send a fourth round for that guy. In a heartbeat, I'd do that. Yeah, that was the team I was going to say, but we are a Texans and Jaguars podcast. Both of our teams should be calling about Elijah Moore. I, I mean, most teams in the league should be. Is that a rookie con- on a second-round yeah. rookie contract that's not crazy expensive? and Why not? Um, yeah. All right, let's hop right into it. We got one bit, one more bit of, uh, of other sports news to speak of before we get into the Jaguars-Texans stuff. Um, hey, I'm just I'm just glad to hear you call baseball a sport. Baseball playoffs are here. We're full swing. We're deep into it now. I as much as I dislike watching the game, it is a sport. I do have to admit that. Not one that's any good though. Um, but the Phillies, Phillies and Padres are playing, and the Astros and Yankees are playing, and both in the championship. Ser- the uh, yeah, their league championship okay. series, yeah. So we're uh, anywhere from like three to six games away from the World Series, and I'm uh, I'm fully backing the Padres, dude. I love it. Fully backing the Padres. I hope the Yankees and Astros find a way to both to both be disqualified, and then the Phillies are from Philadelphia, so obviously they can't win. So by default, Padres. Good yep. luck. You're going to win it. They would be my team if I was not a Houston sports fan. Uh, the Astros are up 1-0 on the Yankees. Played game one last night. Super good game. Uh, the bats were on for Houston. Yes, yes. And then Phillies and Padres are tied 1-1. Uh, we'll keep you all updated because it is playoffs. But Right, absolutely. And playoff sports is, is worthy of mention at the very least. Um, oh, last thing. This is not on the show, Doc. This is a surprise. NHL season is back. It is. I forgot to write that on. And you know what? I'm saying it right now. Calgary Flames, champions this season. Calling it. Here we go. Hey, how about my Sharkies? I'm I'm desperately trying to watch hockey and actually care at all. It's been hard. It's been up and down, but I'm working on it. Well, the Flame lost your best player, correct? Yes, but we are going to be good this season. Okay. I'm happy for you. Uh, I am a quasi San Jose Sharks fan. I just picked them because it's uh, kind of funny. They also happen to be the worst team in the league, if not, yeah, maybe, maybe second or third They're worst. So, uh, my Sharkies. That's the hockey thoughts I have. <laughs> Sam, I have some huge news. Yeah. We are yeah. two Texans Jags updates in a little more than 10 minutes. Wow. We're yeah. really burning through this Yeah, thing. we might be done in like 25 minutes. All right, well, let's keep it going. And why don't you talk about the Texans – tell us your thoughts about the Texans right now because you guys had a bye week this week. What do you got for us? Yeah, so I was going to make the classic – when I was thinking about what we were going to talk about on the podcast, make the classic, oh, we found some way to lose in the bye week joke. But we absolutely won. We fucking won, and I'll tell you why. Jack Easterby is no longer affiliated with the Houston Texans. And I texted a few of my friends when it happened. 
this is already one of the greatest days in my Texans fandom in my life. <laughs> it's a good day. I will agree with you. Easterby needed to be gone a long time ago. He was the person that told Bill O'Brien that he could become a general manager. And then, I mean, everyone on this podcast has heard Bill O'Brien ran our franchise into the ground. So he made a pretty stellar trade. If I remember right, shut the hell up, shut up, (laughs) shut up. Um, Need DeAndre Hopkins. That's the good news. Right. Uh, So we have removed the cancer from our, our front office. And I, I am okay calling him that because he, not only was he like a shitty NFL, he was our vice president of football operations, which is what uh, John Elway does for the Broncos. Yep. Just like, you know, a former youth pastor versus one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Also, like it's, it's worth mentioning, like guys in this position don't get fired halfway through seasons. Like never. never. So they were really fed up with him. And I mean, it's a, it, all Texans fans should be rejoicing because he was the only problem with that team. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that a lot of it was Cal McNair. Um, and, you know, he's, he hasn't done a whole lot, but he has made some mistakes hiring Bill O'Brien to be the general manager, though Jack Easterby had a lot to do with that. And apparently the reason that Jack Easterby had such a long leash was that he leaked a lot of stories from the front office to ownership and to the press. And so he had a lot of power from both sides and Nick Casario got fed up with it as he should. And, and I think went to ownership and said, it's him or me. And I'm so glad that we, that we picked him over Jack Easterby. I, I can't say that I would not be a Texans fan anymore if we picked Jack Easterby over Nick Casario, but man. Oscar, you're stuck with them for life. Pretty much, yeah. I've heard you say I'm no longer a Texans fan 10 times in the last five years. Maybe I, I've said I that I've. For, I know for a fact you said it at least five times when the Dehab trade happened. Yeah, maybe. Uh, then again, I've, I've considered it quite a bit. I've considered yeah. it quite a bit. Uh, I don't know if I've gone. I mean, I may have gone full non, not a Texans fan a couple times, but we have a podcast okay. about them, so obviously I've not. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm super pumped. Um, Nick Casario seems to be a pretty good GM with the team. Although we're going to lose a lot of games this year and probably next, seems to be headed in a good direction. So I'm I'm happy. Uh, f- more football related, more like actual game related. We play the Raiders this week, and uh, I think Josh Jacobs could have like 250 yards on the ground. Definitely could. Um, I I don't see you guys being able to stop all the weapons they have on offense. No way. No way. All. Yeah. So it's just a question of if your offense can put up points against a really bad Raiders defense. 
I'll tell you, it cannot. Uh, oh, I'll tell it, you right now. It will. We're, we're going to see uh, Longneck make a resurgence this week. That's my prediction. Okay. Well, uh, I would like the Texans to lose because right now the Texans are sitting in the sixth pick or f- fourth pick somewhere. And the Raiders, Raiders are above us. The Raiders have the third pick. So yeah. um, lose a game. Why don't you, or yeah, lose a game. Why don't you Texans? All right. Jaguars time. What do you got? Yeah. We actually played this week. We played the Colts. We lost 34, 27, really, really big bummer. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about this game in general, but one thing I will say is Trayvon Walker had another really, really unnecessary roughing the passer way after the whistle. This is the second time in two weeks, I'm pretty sure, that he's pulled this stuff. And this one in particular was was a drive-extending play at the end of the fourth quarter. And I th- really do think that if we if he doesn't do that and they have to punt there, Jags have a great chance of winning that game. A really good chance of winning that game. Yeah. So a lot of that loss goes on that play. Obviously, the so did so did the Texans loss, man. It's so tough. Two weeks loss. in a row. Yeah. So he needs to get that shit under control now, or we need to bench him. I don't care if he's the number one pick. Bench him for a week. Tell him, hey, you are not doing that. I don't care if you get fed up. I don't care about anything. You're not going to pull that shit off anymore. Because both of his times, we talk about it a lot. Roughing the passer. Sometimes it's bullshit. Sometimes it's not even close. Both of these were very clearly roughing the passer. He had no business doing anything like he was doing. Um, yeah. Anyway, I want to talk about the bigger picture of the season so far for the Jaguars for a couple of minutes and just say we are two and four right now. And our four losses are – we should be ashamed because, I mean, we opened up with a loss to – actually, we'll go backwards. The Colts loss. That was a very winnable game. I mean, we were one Trayvon Walker penalty and a drive away from winning that game. Super winnable. Against a team which we had shut out three weeks prior. So there's a game that we should not have dropped. Last week, we played the Houston Texans, who we are better than. We have, we, the Jaguars simply have a better football team than the Houston Texans. Um, we played awful all game. That was a crappy game. Uh, I don't think there's many players on, on, our, on our team that should be proud of what they did even a little bit. So there's another, so there's another loss that, that we definitely should have won. Go back a week before that. Um, we, uh, we play against the Eagles, who are fantastic. We play them in crappy weather. We turn the ball over six times, lose by eight. We play a little. We we hold on to the ball a little bit more. Trevor doesn't lose five fumbles. Again, I'm not saying we win that game. I'm saying we have a shot to win that game. So there's another. There's a third loss that is really frustrating. Stupid mistakes, and then go back to week one. Our loss against the Washington Commanders, who is another team that I believe we have a better roster than. We have a better team than the Washington. Without a doubt. It's Without Carson a doubt. Lentz. And we come out, and, and grant, this is the one that I'm the, the most okay with because it's week one. We came out. We looked yeah. frazzled. We did not have our shit together completely like we have we had the next couple of weeks. And we are still getting, we are still getting our shit together, frankly. But that is a – Yeah, and Carson Wentz had a phenomenal game. But that is another game that we lost against a team that we were better than, which there aren't that many teams that we're better than. 
we can't be dropping games that we're supposed to win. Not the, the Jaguars can't do that. So all four of our losses this season have been frustrating and infuriating and have been riddled with really stupid mistakes from our rookie, from Trevor Lawrence. Some, I mean, the coaching staff has been great, but there's been some coaching mistakes in my mind. I mean, I can go, I could go on a 10 minute rant about the fact that Travis Etienne continue, especially the last two weeks starts off first half. Fantastic. Eight carries a bunch of yards catches for a bunch of yards. Second half, they don't use them at all. I want to say, I want to say for the, the last two games, the fir- over the first two halves, the first half of both those games, he had something probably close to, you know, 16 to 18 carries and four catches. The second halves of those games combined, he probably had six carries and two catches. And he's doing well with these touches. They just aren't yeah. using him. Yeah, it makes no sense. He's been he's been better than James Robinson in the last couple of weeks. And I and I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get why you don't just you continue to use him. So really frustrating. Um, the Jaguars are still in fact a bad team. People got we're getting ahead of themselves at two and one. We were ahead of the ahead of the uh, division, but look what happened. We had the we had all the chances in the world to stay on top of this division. And we've looked objectively really bad the last three weeks. I wouldn't say really bad. I would just say that there have been some crucial mistakes that have really limited you guys. Uh, Good teams don't make those mistakes, though. Yeah, but my counter. we knew coming in that the Jaguars were not a good team. Now, with hindsight, the Jaguars should probably be four and two. I would say – you're right. The commander's loss is excusable. And then in most weeks, you're going to lose that game to the Eagles, but every other game, super winnable. Absolutely. And listen, and if you're four and two, you're in playoff contention, you're winning the AFC South right now. I mean, shoot, if we were three and three, we're in playoff contention with, for the AFC South. I still think we have a shot to to be in playoff contention in this division. It's terrible. I don't have any faith in the Colts. I don't have any faith in the Titans. But it does not take away from the fact that we had our hand on the driver's seat and we took a extreme left or extreme left turn right into a tree. And it was all it was all on us. Yeah. It wasn't. It's not like all, we were hit by a ton of injuries. It's stupid mistakes that we cannot be making. And I trust Doug Peterson to get in there, crack some heads, and make that known. Yeah, yeah. I, he's a good coach, and. Uh, you're right. The team has been playing fine. It's just the stupid stuff towards the end of the game that uh, sucks. But you're right. The, the AFC South is awful. The Jaguars could turn this around. You win eight or nine games this year, you could make the playoffs. Absolutely. And, okay, so last thing is we're playing the Giants this week. The 4-1 and one Giants. Or 5-1. and 5-1. and one. Um, this is a chance to get a good win. And um, I think that most people would say that the Jags definitely have, like they're not out of this game. They can definitely beat the Giants. But the Giants are playing really well right now. They're super well coached. And we cannot make stupid mistakes against them. Otherwise, they're going to be six and one. Six and one New York Giants. My message is simple. Get your shit together, Jags. 
I think that the Jags are the better team in this game. I just think that the the Giants have the vibes right now, so it's no. We'll see, but um, yeah, we can move on. But that's that's all I got for the Jaguars. You got any thoughts? No, I think I think you pretty much covered it. I it's tough because Trevor had by far his worst game of the season against the Texans. Cannot get that out of my head. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do think that he was really frazzled after the Philly loss, but a quarterback of his. Stature yeah, has to he, – he's got to empty his brain after games like that. Um, and I still think that he's a top-10 quarterback in this league. So I I don't think he's there yet. I think he can get there by the end of the season, but he's not there yet. Oh, last thought. Last thought. And this will help Trevor. Why is Christian Kirk getting so few targets? We talked about this last episode too. It's the biggest strike against Doug Peterson, who's the offensive coordinator, de facto offensive coordinator. And that's that's the biggest thing that I can say right now. Yeah. I mean, I got it against the Eagles. If he's covered, he's covered. But it's yeah. several weeks in a row where he's not getting that many targets. That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. I agree with you. All right. Um, let's take a moment to look over our team draft tracker. Uh, we are six weeks into the season, and I'm falling behind a little bit. Oscar's got – No, you you actually came back this week. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oscar's got 50 points, and I'm sitting down with a measly 43. So comeback is continuing this week. I don't, I'm not scared yet. I'm not scared. Honestly, it doesn't matter until the playoffs because playoffs – give you like five, 10 points in some of the weeks. So uh, yeah, you, you had a pretty good lead on me. And then I had a couple like 11 to five, 10 to six weeks in a row. Helped me a lot. Yeah. So um, I've got nothing to lose now. You've got everything to lose. <laughs> All right. Uh, my top three draft picks were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Green Bay Packers and the Baltimore Ravens who have all been, incredibly disappointing at varying varying levels. Um, not, not my best, but let's get into some pickums. Uh, I forgot to go check who won last week. So we're just going to forget about it. I'll give you the first we'll update you guys next week on the last couple of weeks. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a, we'll try and have a running tally from here on out uh, to keep you guys updated um, all time. But um, I'm going to go ahead and assume that I won and say that you can go first. Yeah. Oh, I was going to give you first, but, uh, I, I'll take, <laughs> I'll take the, the saints versus Cardinals. Uh, it's in Arizona. Cardinals are favored by two and a half. It's the Thursday night game. It's better than Thursday night has been in the last couple of weeks, but not by much. So I'm going to take the, the Cardinals. I'll take, I'll take the Cardinals. Take the home team. Ooh. Okay, okay, I kind of like that. But Jameis is playing, isn't he? No, he's, oh, he's not. not? Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Good luck with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, best Cowboys quarterback of all time. 
Definitely. All right. He uh, he lost his first game against the Bengals last week. He was two and zero to that point. Damn, that stinks. All right. Next game, Atlanta at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's favored by six and a half. I am going to take Cincinnati to roll here. You're picking up steam. I think okay. they're going to keep rolling. They are picking up steam. I'm happy to take the Falcons. So they, they looked really good against the Niners last week. Yep. As a fantasy manager of Drake London and Kyle Pitts in a few leagues, not very happy with how the Falcons have been playing offense, but – it's working, so I guess I can't really hate Arthur Smith too much. Detroit at Dallas. This is Dak's first game back since he hurt his thumb week one. Dallas is favored by seven. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Ah, okay. I never hate – It was close. I never hate getting a full touchdown underdog, um, but – I yeah. do wish I had my Cowboys this week. I li- I really hope I really hope Dak comes out and just lights it up. Uh, I do too, man. He should. It's the one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, so. Indianapolis at Tennessee. Tennessee minus two and a half. This is a gross game. If you're a gambler out there, I would stay away from gross forever. Um, I am going to go with. I'm going to go Tennessee. And I'm going to do it because the Indianapolis Colts just beat the Jaguars and they deserve to lose. So <laughs> I like that reasoning. So, uh, yeah, I'll take Indy there. That's fine. It's, that's a pick. I'm, and it, it reflected in the line because Tennessee is getting the classic home two and a half. Green Bay at Washington. Green Bay is only favored by four and a half. If they had not just lost the two New York teams in back-to-back weeks, how much do you think they're favored in this game? Touchdown, probably. Yeah, or more, man. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, a touch. If they're favored, a touchdown as a way that's ten points. Yeah, yeah. I'm still taking the Packers. They've been disappointing this year, but cannot take the Commanders ever. Fair. Fair is fair. Um, all right, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Tampa Bay is a is our eleven point favorites. Yeah, see, that's... Um, man, I'm take Carolina. Whoa, I take Carolina. Hey, eleven point favorites. Nuh-uh. from what you, from what we've seen. Yeah, you're right. Took the Bucks to beat anyone by eleven. Come on, uh, they just lost to the Steelers. Need I remind you that Carolina's quarterback is P.J. Walker, who averaged a negative .6 average depth of target last week. He did. He did. I think they I, – I just – I have to imagine they come out with a different game plan. I have to. I hope so. Uh, Giants at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is only favored by three, so, again, sort of a pick. I'm, I'm taking the Jags, man. You're a bastard for that, but I get it. I get it, and it saves me the pain. Um, Giants, five and one team, being disrespected on the road. Thank you very much. Um, Cleveland at Baltimore. Baltimore's faded six and a half. I'm taking Baltimore. Uh, yeah, you have to. Cleveland Stevens has been really bad, which has been really surprising, and I think Lamar is going to go nuts. So, 
Cleveland has allowed the most rushing touchdowns in the league by, I think, three. It may be more than that. It may be three or four. And the Ravens have the deadliest rushing attack in the league. So, yep, I'm not happy to get the Browns here. Jets at Denver. Denver's only favored by a point. (laughs) I'm taking the Jets, man. (laughs) J-E-T-S, Jets. Uh, I don't mind getting Denver here at all. The Jets shouldn't be 4-2. The bomb's going to fall at some point. And also, I just think the Broncos are going to see some positive regression in their offense somewhere. They have to. I'm fine with this one. Um, Houston at at Las Vegas. Las Vegas is favored by a touchdown. Um, I'm going to take Houston here. It's the touchdown that does it, right? It's, it's, I think they lose the line game, but so big. The, the Vegas's defense is really bad. Yeah, uh, Houston's offense is also really bad. So, yeah, Damian Pierce. Uh, That's fine. I like that both of us took each other's teams. Spares spares the double pain for us. <laughs> um, I'm gonna next game Seattle Chargers. Chargers are favored by five and a half at home. Yeah, I'll take the Chargers. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, fine getting Seattle, but I like, I don't think they're going to do it, but Seattle's continuously surprised me all season, so that's fine. Kansas, yeah. Kansas City at San Francisco. Kansas City's a two-and-a-half point favorite. Um, I'll take Kansas City. Yeah, uh, they're way better. I mean, the Niners just lost the Falcons, like, super bad. So, Don't fully understand this line, to be honest with you. I don't either, man. It should be, like, four. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Sixers just – not Sixers. The uh, 49ers have just looked strange and keep losing games in weird ways, and I'm out. Yeah, I'm also out. Uh, the Steelers – are playing in Miami. Miami is favored by seven. Oh, Tua's back. I was going to say, do we even know who their quarterback is? But Tua is back. I'm going to take the Steelers. Sunday night football. Mike Tomlin. Fair. All right. Um, Chicago at New England. Monday night game of your dreams. Love this. New England is favored by seven and a half. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take New England. I don't want the Bears. I think as a rule of thumb, I will never take the Bears. Yeah, me neither. Uh, does it change your mind that Mac Jones is back? So the, the uh, Patriots' worst quarterback will be starting. Yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't know we were starting to say that Mac Jones was the worst quarterback. What's up with that? Bailey Zappi! <laughs> Actually, let's take just a moment. I, I know that was a joke, but it, there's a lot of people out there that are saying that. And for real, real, yeah, for and, real. And it's really stupid. Like I, like it. Stop. We saw it with Cooper Rush in the Cowboys. Stop yeah. romanticizing people after one or two games where they have not been asked to do a whole lot. I mean, last week Bailey Zappi did look good, but Mac Jones did it for a season, and he looked really good for most of last season. Dak Prescott has done it for years. I don't understand why we have to have conversations like this. Um, yeah, I 
I think that Mac Jones versus Bailey Zappi is tremendously closer than Dak versus Cooper Rush, but it's still not that close. It's, it's a non-starter. For yeah, it's your rookie 15th or it's your 15th round pick from last year who led you to the playoffs in his rookie year versus a guy that was a uh, Conference USA quarterback last year. Fourth round QB. Yeah, I just think it's stupid. Anyway, that's those are our lines, guys. We'll update you next week. Um, and then uh, to finish us off, let's hop into a quick fantasy corner. Um, we saw a big trade go down just recently between Josh and Caleb. Um, the trade was as follows. Debo Samuel and Hunter Renfro plus a 12th and a 7th for Juju, Jacoby Myers, a 4th and a ninth. Oscar, what are your thoughts? I think Josh's team is pretty damn good, man. I think they're very good. Yeah, he... Uh, up somehow. But <laughs> he very good. Uh, has now traded a lot of picks because he traded some in the trade with me to get Saquon Barkley. Um, he has traded his fourth, his sixth, his ninth, and that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So he could he could do some more. Yeah, honestly, not bad for how good his team is. He could do some more trading. I kind of hope he does because that's how he'll mess it up. Um, but yeah, big trade. Caleb is uh, officially. He said it Sunday when we were watching the game with him. He is officially entering a fire sale. Um, yeah, I'm glad that. He finally sent a reasonable trade. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, the trade I got was significantly less reasonable. <laughs> but the trades that everyone got for the Debo Samuel package <clears throat> weren't great. Not great. Um, but uh, I think this one was good for both sides. Yeah. And then I'll take this moment to just say a piece about trading and fantasy in general, because I'm going to, I'm going to, pretty unique position in the, in the league right now where I have a very good team and um, but it's certainly not good enough to where I can just write off like, Oh, I think I could just ride this to the championship. Um, or at least I, I have to be thinking of moves and um, something that I had to remind myself this past week, as I was looking at trades was the trade deadline is not here yet. And it's not for a couple for a number of weeks. I don't remember which week it is in our season. Eleven. So we're halfway there, a little over halfway there. A lot, a lot, a lot is going to change. Um, I have a player on IR that's not going to play this season. Javante, he's a keeper. He doesn't help me this season. If I'm trying for a championship, obviously I'm looking to move him. You know, and that that part of that is like okay. Do I move him now yeah. or do I wait until week, week 11 or closer when he, you know, carries a little bit more value because you don't have to carry dead weight for as long. Um, it's just uh, my point is, reminder, don't trade for trading's sake. Trade at the right time. If you don't really like a trade, yeah, you know, if you don't feel good about a trade, don't do it just because you feel like you have to do something. The season is long and, you know, Unless, unless you are like two and four and th- or three and three and you want to go for the playoffs, maybe you need to make a trade. But other than that, 
play cool, wait for the right moment, always be watching, and you'll find some good deals here in the last three or four weeks of the of the uh, of the season. Yeah, before the trade deadline. Um, that being said, if the right deal comes through and you like it, do it. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Always be because always be willing to trade if it's the right deal. All I'm saying is yeah. don't force anything. You know. Um, yeah. yeah. Any, anyways, Oscar, any closing uh, closing uh, statements? No, uh, I I think that pretty much does it. We are done in under 45 minutes, which is nuts. That's crazy. That's a record for That's us. Crazy. Yeah. Um, well, it'll change. Like, this is not by any means a permanent change, like taking away all the new- news and stuff like that. I think it'll be a week-by-week basis decision. Um, yeah. You know, you guys aren't totally losing out on the hour and 15-minute Sam <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, but maybe on Thursdays when we're a little bit more strapper time, this is what we do. Um, yeah, because Thursday night starts in uh, 30 minutes. Big, big game. Absolutely. Cardinal Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, well, as, uh, as I say um, fairly often, I feel like um, my last thing I'll tell you guys is just check on your friends. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about mental health and stuff like this on, on, on sports, and I, and I feel like it comes up in sports in general uh, pretty frequently these days. But you never know what people are going through, and a lot of times when people are at their lowest, they don't they don't feel like they can talk to anyone. So make sure you're checking on your friends. Make sure you tell them you love them, um, and reach out to people you haven't in a while. You know, it, you, I cannot emphasize enough how much that means to some people uh, to just hear from someone, just to hear that someone. So love your love Absolutely. your friends, love your family, and uh, and I'll see you guys next week. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll let those words carry us out. Thank you to the listeners for coming in, as always, and hating yourselves with us. But love yourselves also. Love, love your friends. Love your family, as Sam said. We'll see you next week.